0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, July 13th. This week, we will have a mailbag with the Streamline Super Friends. That's right, the NFL Super Friends. Down one. It's been one week since Sean Wagner-McGuff left us. Uh just feels like he's on vacation right now. Maybe once we get closer to football, we'll be a little more cognizant of the fact that he is gone. Uh, Of course, we will be breaking down. This is a week... Where we could see some deals. A lot of franchise tag guys out there, including Dak Prescott. And if those deals get done, Wednesday, July fifteenth, is the deadline. If those deals get done, of course we'll do an emergency podcast. Don't don't forget we'll be breaking down the tag deadline after it happens, I'm sure, for uh, I presume what will be Thursday's show. If you want to read about all if you want to listen to all the rankings that we have, uh defensive guys, every single uh, every single group, you know, the linebackers, defensive ends, or linebackers, edge guys, safeties, cornerbacks. Uh, we did offense the week before that. And then John Breach and I did coaches. Um, so you check that out. We crapped all over Sean Wagner McGough. It was a lot.
1: All of over. He is all a sneaky guy right now.
0: That's right. He is smells like bottom. We're also on YouTube. Every single show is on YouTube. They want it. So go to at pick six on Twitter. We have our own channel with just Pick six podcast videos where you can watch us talk every day. You can see me in a different gray shirt every single day. Uh, you can see Ryan okay. Wilson vacillating wildly between flat brims and slightly bent brims. He doesn't know whether to be cool and modern like his kids or old school like himself.
1: And then, and so, then there's me. I just wear the same thing every single day.
0: With no shirt on underneath. I
1: pull over. It's simple, it's classy, it's you got the Pixix logo.
0: You have a shirt on underneath?
1: I can't show you because we're on video now, and I don't Just want kidding. to disturb our listeners. You know what?
2: I know why he doesn't wear a shirt underneath. Why? Because I can see. I'm,
0: I'm not do it. If you look, <laughs> he definitely doesn't have a shirt on underneath.
2: If you look closely at his hairline, you can see the toupee glue, and he didn't want to take <laughs> the shirt off when he puts it on, so that's what
1: happened. Now you're using your Brinson jokes on me? He used the toupee glue on Brinson twice last year. <laughs> he
0: has a shirt on. Twice, like 400 times a year. Um, So go check out the Pick 6 Podcast on YouTube. There is a the header image. I don't know who designed it. I look fantastic. Yeah, you've said that a couple times.
2: That was, I, uh, I wonder if Debo had anything to do with it. I don't well, think so because I think
1: he would have included us. But. That's like going from a four to a six, though, Brinson, you know? <laughs>
0: that's not. That's true. Like a two. And uh, also importantly, we have a favor to ask of Pick 6 Podcast listeners. If you like this show, even just a little bit, if you love the show, you got to do this. We are up for a nomination. We've been nominated as a nominee as a nominee with the People's Choice Podcast Awards, and it's a very big important thing. It's based on fan votes, and what I need you guys to do is to there's a link in the description for this podcast. You can go click it, and I've tweeted it out as well. It's on the Pick Podcast uh, account too. It's it's very easy to find and to sign up, and to nominate us. You can even go to podcastawards.com backslash app, backslash sign up, and you register, first name, last name, email. You register, and then you plug it in, like you don't have to do a confirm or anything like that. You register, and then you log in, and then under nominate, You select the sports category, drop down and hit pick six, and the people's choice category, drop down and hit pick six, and hit save nominations, and that's it. It is a two-minute process, and if you go and do it, it will help us out big time. I cannot tell you how enjoyable and obnoxious I will be if we win an award for this podcast.
1: Brenton, let me just ask you something. Have you already written the thank you speech, the acceptance speech, or are you going to just wing it?
0: No, mainly because when you look at the – We're up against
1: 700 other podcasts.
0: Well, who are your
1: favorites?
2: I haven't seen the list. Who are your favorites?
0: I'm trying to see if I can find this. See, what happened to me is I nominated us, obviously, and um, uh, my nominations. Let's see. Uh, but you can't see what – do you have the sports and recreation in front of you?
3: Not in front of me, but I know a couple.
0: Uh right, What names, like, uh, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast is on there?
3: It's a big one. We'll do um, that. 30, I think- 30 does a great job. They're up there. Didn't believe- see – uh. Fantasy Footballers is up there, but more importantly, a couple of our CBS products, Fantasy Football Today, Ion College Basketball, and nothing personal with David Sampson. So we have some uh, some competition within ourselves.
0: There is an, an insanely large amount of podcasts out there.
3: There is. That's how play. many podcasts exist on Apple Podcasts, Will.
0: Um,
1: 804,000. Eight
0: hundred and four thousand. I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna say seventy five thousand.
1: Fifty. Just fifty. It
3: is now over one point one million podcasts <laughs> what? on Apple Podcasts. I,
1: I got the closest price is right, rules I win, Debo. Send me my prize. i There's
3: been about ninety thousand new podcasts launched per month. So people are are finding something to do in that downtime.
1: I believe that because I've gotten about ninety thousand emails from people asking me to listen to their podcasts that they just started that are sports podcasts.
0: All right, let's talk. Let's do this podcast because I have to go through story time. With my mom, who's uh, reading to my son, obviously.
2: Oh, I thought you meant she's reading to you. All
0: right, so this is from March nineteenth, two thousand and twenty. Sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to get around to the 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 the, 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 requests, the questions. But if you leave a if you leave a, a, a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we will answer your question at some point, um, unless it's like rude or super political or something like that that will get us in trouble. It's hard to find a good GM from a, uh, a bad Amy nine three one three. It's a very funny name. If Mahomes is going to be the forty million dollar man, even with projected salary cap increases, are the Chiefs going to be able to consistently field a Super Bowl contender? The Pats dynasties were fueled by their marquee player taking a discount and having good replacement players from starters get injured? Obviously, as we point out, this was before Mahomes signed his deal, this question was asked, but it makes even more sense to answer it now because Mahomes has signed his deal. So the question, guys, is how much will that impact the Chiefs' ability to field a dynasty? Uh, I touched on
1: this very briefly during our Mahomes emergency podcast, and it was the fact that during the salary cap era, which dates back to 1994, the highest cap hit that any starting quarterback has ever had for a winning Super Bowl team is 13.1%. So you look at what the Chiefs did with Mahomes' contract, and it's actually, we saw all these huge numbers. This guy's good he could make as much as $50 million a year if he meets all his incentives. It's an average of, uh, a new money average of $45 million a year, which sounds just absurd. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, the Chiefs are actually in pretty good shape for at least the next three years. Because his cap hit for 2020... Is only $5 million. That is uh, less than 2.5% of the cap, which is nearly $200 million. You look at 2021, cap probably not going to be that high because of lost revenue. I would say it's probably going to be right around $200 million. Mahomes' uh, cap hit is $24.8 million, so you're at about 12.5%. And then 2022, I think it will shoot up to make up for not going up in 2021. And again, 31. So they're going to be under that 13.1 for at least the next three seasons. It's after that. Where things get interesting, but hey, you win three more Super Bowls than the contract paid for itself.
2: I agree. I mean, if you look at the top five on average quarterbacks, obviously Patrick Mahomes is number one. Number two is Russell Wilson. Um, that team is still pretty good in terms of players around him. He makes 35 million a year on average. Big Ben is next. If Big Ben were healthy last year, that team's making a deep playoff run. Jared Goff's on that list and you could say, well, that's a good example of things not working. And I would agree with that. Uh, but part of that is they give away the draft picks to, to, to acquire players like Jalen Ramsey and, and they've squandered other draft picks and, and they paid out contracts to other people other than the quarterback, C. Todd Gurley, that didn't really work out. Um, I don't have to list in front of me, but I think, uh, Carson Wentz is also near the top five or six. Uh, I'm, I think the Eagles are going to be really good this year, no matter what Sean thinks about their coach but uh, <laughs> on, on paper that team no one's looking at that team going oh they clearly paid their quarterback too much so you can certainly do it and I think you know we get caught up in the fact and one of the talking points this is a good talking point is that if you can win with your quarterback on his rookie deal then you can build around him and that happened with Russell Wilson that happened to Carson Wentz but you can also win with a quarterback who, who makes a lot of money um Peyton Manning made whatever he made 25 million I think is what he made in 2015 when they signed him for that 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 those few years after Indy and um And real quick,
1: 2015, uh, Manning's cap hit was 11.7%.
2: There you go. So, I mean, there are ways to do it, but you have to be good at more than just drafting the quarterback. If you can draft other positions, especially in late rounds and sign guys in their second deal that are bargain players, that's how you you, you get around doing that.
0: Yeah, I think here's the, um, here's the other thing too. Andy Reid has been probably the single, uh, best coach slash personnel guy in terms of identifying skill position players in the draft over the past twenty one years that he's been coaching. Um his his like his track record is is remarkable. You know, whether you're talking about LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, um Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, uh we've seen him do it with tons of guys. like can you can date Debo you can back me up here on the Eagles factor, right? I'm not going to list every single guy from the Eagles, like Brian Westbrook, Donovan, you know, he finds talent in the draft in these skill positions, guys. And so I think what you can sort of do, what I think they're trying to do, it's like they have Damian Williams. He's on the final year of his deal. He's a little bit older, good player, could have been the Super Bowl MVP, you don't want to give him a big contract. You're not going to give him a big contract. So you want to try and build up depth at wide receiver and running back. And I talked about this with Bill Barnwell on the Bill Barnwell podcast last week that you can listen to if you want. Good show. Um, and I think they're going to try and do that. I did like you identify Miko Hardman. So Tyree Kill has two years left on his deal, or three years left on his deal, right? Maybe not going to sign Tyreek Hill to another contract when he's 28 because he's a little bit older. Um, you know, if, he, if he's going to demand 20 million a year or something like that or whatever he wants, instead you have Miko Hardman. So like you find these younger guys, sign them to earlier deals, and then you build out that depth and you keep the, the cost of the skill position guys low, knowing that the single most important position in football is, is, is the quarterback position.
1: And one thing I'm going to add to that is that. The Chiefs are so good and Patrick Mahomes is such a good talent that it's going to turn into that Tom Brady factor where players, the Patriots were so good for so long that players would go there at a reduced cost. They wouldn't, they, they're, they would get the hometown discount except they were giving it to the Patriots because they just wanted to win a Super Bowl before they retire. So the, the, I think the Chiefs are going to get in a spot where they're going to be, if they do need to sign someone, they're going to be able to get them at a reduced price in free agency because the players that want to win a Super Bowl are going to want to play with Patrick Mahomes. So, as, you know, like as huge as these numbers are, I, I don't think this is going to handcuff the Chiefs at all.
2: One thing I would add to that, to borrow Bre- Breach's phrase. So, yeah, the list. Here's Patrick <laughs> on average is the highest-paid quarterback. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz. That's the top seven. Any of those names pop out to you as a team, obviously with a franchise quarterback, they could not make a deep playoff run. The only one to me is the Rams. But, but- even –
1: The Rams Super Bowl two years ago, and they went nine and seven last year.
2: Exactly, but I mean that's it. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Seat the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Packers, the Vikings, the 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 Eagles. So all those quarterbacks make at least thirty two million a year on average. The top being Patrick Mahomes forty five. You can do it. you Just got to be good, and you have to be good everywhere else. You can't be goofing off and and you know signing. Antonio Brown to a a two-year, $50 million deal, for example.
0: I mean, yeah, like, everybody would rather have a quarterback on a rookie contract, like a really good quarterback on a rookie contract. That's awesome. But do you know what the reality of these quarterback rookie deals is now? You get three years. So, like, even Patrick Mahomes didn't start his first year. So you got two years of Patrick Mahomes and a crazy cheap salary, and you win a Super Bowl. That's great. Like, these guys are all signing extensions after the third year of their deal if they're good quarterbacks or unless the team screws up and then tries to, you know, like the Cowboys had Dak Prescott dirt cheap for a while and couldn't execute on it because they were spending their money elsewhere. Like on Tony Romo and Des Bryant. I mean, it's all about managing the cap as a whole. And I think that's what the chiefs have been very good at doing. Also remember Sammy walks, Sammy Watkins is going to come off the books. Um, we'll see what they do with Chris Jones. I would imagine that they keep trying to win on defense, uh, you know they paid Frank Clark, of course, but I would guess they keep trying to win on defense with uh, drafting younger players and sort of building it out that way, and then and ultimately you want to win on offense. Like that's why you pay Patrick Mahomes that money. You're expecting to win on offense. And yes, it it no, you typically see smaller percentage of the cap guys win the Super Bowl, but I mean, like, would you rather have, you know, I mean, Tyrod Taylor? No. Like give me Patrick Mahomes or whatever it costs They're gonna read. They're gonna read. They're gonna re, renegotiate this extension at some point too. Anyway, probably in the first six years of the deal. It's not gonna go twelve years.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I I do think the one weird part is that because of the pandemic, the the teams it's hard for them to project forward because sure. they don't know what the salary cap is going to look like. You know, from basically in under the new collective bargaining agreement or the the last one from twenty eleven. If you were a team, you knew it was going to go up at least $10 million per year, if not more. And that's basically what it's done every year for the past seven years. And so you knew you had the extra room to work with. And now, you know, I was saying that things might be back to normal salary cap wise by 2022, but they might not. Maybe they lose so much revenue this year that they have to play it out even longer. And that's where it gets a little worrisome and a little dicey that you have these giant cap hits on your contract. But you know what? As Brinson said, you can renegotiate it. The Rams renegotiated their contract with Jared Goff like nine months after they signed it because yeah. it was so ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, it's that easy that you can just renegotiate it.
0: All right, moving along to the next question. I thought this was like a swear word, but it was just five stars. It was five. I was like, did he, I was like, what? What word is he trying to say? What cuss word has five letters in it? Uh, five star question from FW1812. Finally, feel comfortable giving five stars now that Sean's leaving. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, hard to disagree. Who's your dark horse for first coach fired?
1: Uh Wilson, you go.
2: All right. I would say Zach Taylor because that's my knee jerk reaction, but I don't. I think he'll get done. Hate game. you. And I think they'll actually do okay with uh, Joe Burrow. Um, here's my dark horse: Matt Lafleur, who actually looks like John Breach. Oh, that's mean.
0: That was our dark horse last year, and then he went to the AFC, the NFC Championship game. Who was it? Who who said that last year? Breach, <laughs> oddly enough. No, I had Lafleur. I picked uh, the Oh, it was Sean! It was Sean. Oh, yeah, that
2: Sean got fired, so clearly that was a bad choice. Um I don't think Matt Nagy is a dark horse, or Matt Patricia obviously is not. But I think I think
0: Matt Nagy is a dark horse.
2: I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired. He and Ryan Pace both.
0: Well, let's. let's... But I'm
2: on the floor because I think Aaron Rodgers. He could ball out, and Aaron Rodgers could still get him fired because Aaron Rodgers has to do everything, and by the looks of it, he will have to do everything along with Aaron Jones and Devontae Ad, uh, Devontae Adams, um, with no help from the draft class. Jordan Love certainly not. Uh, AJ Dillon could help as a running back, but and, and we know that did did Aaron Rodgers get Mike McCarthy ushered out the door? He did. He had something to do with that. So sure did. Yeah, I'll go with Matt Lafleur after winning thirteen games in his first season.
1: I'm
0: trying to find the actual odds.
1: I I will say that, like, a dark horse is not, as Ryan said, not Matt Patricia because he's going to get fired if he's bad. Doug Marone, not a dark horse. Um, I'll go with two dark horses and I am going to say number one, Anthony Lynn. Mm. I think they went 5 and 11 last year and that was after, you know, two good seasons. His first two, 9 and 7, 12 and 4. And they have a stacked team. Their biggest question mark is at quarterback. No one knows if Tyrod Taylor's good enough to take them to the playoffs. But, it, you know, if he's not, that's on Anthony Lynn for not going after one of these free agent quarterbacks. You had a chance to bring someone in who could potentially turn that offense around. Anthony Lynn said, nah, I'm going to roll with Tyrod Taylor I'm gonna, or I'm going to try Justin Herbert. And I think a lot of people thought maybe if you're going to go with Taylor – that you draft a positional player number six overall who can help your team in 2020, they didn't do that. So he made a lot of bold decisions this offseason that I think have to pay off. I think if they go 5-11 and 11 again, he's gone. Uh, and my super dark horse that I'm not even that I, – I don't think he would get fired, but it's a dark horse, right? I'm going to go with our favorite coach, Adam Gase. That's not a dark horse.
0: Yeah, is the dark horse. He's only been there like what a year? Here's the the top four favorites are Matt Patricia. I found this I, I'm on like Sports Interaction or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's a list and it seems to make sense, so we'll go with it. Uh Matt Patricia, three to one, Doug Marone, four to one, Adam Gase, eight to one, Dan Quinn ten to one, Bill O'Brien eleven to one. That's a terrible selection. He can't he won't fire himself. Right.
2: And they, they win football games, no matter how angry it makes you to watch him play.
1: It,
0: uh yep, absolutely. Um I'll tell you who the dark horse
1: is. Where's, is so, Anthony uh, Lynn on that list?
0: Okay. Uh, Anthony Lane is 25 to 1. He's the fifth.
1: Alright, huh? I'll take 25 200. to
0: 1. Matt Nagy's 25 to 1, too, so we'll count
1: that. What is, uh, Matt LaFleur.
0: Uh, LaFleur, I did, LaFleur didn't even, didn't even make the 25 list.
1: 25 to one, 1 qualifies as a dark horse. Alright, mm-hmm. what, what's
2: your list? Uh, your, who's your guy?
0: I, I'm gonna say, uh, Zach Taylor. That was
1: Wilson's dark horse. He's not gonna get fired. What Let does they
2: have to do to get fired?
0: That, who, 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 I thought you said Matt Lafleur is your dark
2: horse. I opened with Zach Taylor as a joke. Brent Breach said he hated me, and you must have been thinking about other stuff. What? I'm looking uh, for the odds. What does he have to do to get fired?
0: Uh, Joe Burrow could suck.
2: No, record wise.
0: Uh, I mean, I think if they start like zero and six again, he doesn't even. Joe judge. Burrow looks awful. There's going to be questions being asked.
1: Let me just put this out there. There is a 0% chance Zach Taylor gets fired after this season. They're going to give him at least two seasons with Joe Burrow. even if they. The only, only way they'd even think about it is if they went 0-16. So why
0: would this. the Chargers not give Anthony Lynn two years? with j- <laughs> Zach Justin.
1: Taylor has only had one season. Zach, uh, Anthony Lynn is going into his fourth year. He's had time to fix, to get things right. Uh, and this is a huge off season. They've got a lot of contracts to deal with after the twenty twenty season, and that's when you would make a change. So I, I mean, think Andy it, Lynn has a
0: nine win season and a twelve win season with the Chargers. This is his fourth year with him. Like he actually has won games. But Zach it, Taylor if, ended crap. If
1: Taylor is the starting quarterback for the Chargers, Justin Herbert's not tied Anthony Lynn anymore because he never had him. So you don't just automatic like is Anthony Lynn starting Taylor so he can buy himself? Andy Lynn has
0: one playoff win. Zach Taylor has two wins. Brinson,
1: they're totally different situations.
2: So how many, the top four names are the ones most likely to get it's fired? Really I, drafted quarterbacks. What I, I smell
1: a Twitter poll. Who is more likely, who is the more likely to get fired in 2020? Anthony Lynn or Zach Taylor. Put it on the account, Brinson.
0: Anthony Lynn. What are the top right. four names on the list again? Uh, okay, I found this is on bookies.com. I don't know if we trust bookies.com, but uh, Matt Patricia, three to one. Doug Moran, four to one, Adam Gase, eight to one, Dan Quinn ten to one, Bill Brown eleven to one, Anthony Lynn and Matt Nagy twenty five to one, Zach Taylor with a K spelled incorrectly, thirty to one, Bruce Arians 33 to one. Come on. Vic Fangio, thirty three to one, Brian Flores, thirty three to one, and Mike Zimmer, thirty three to one. I think I feel like
2: there's not more than five guys that will get fired. The top four names you read and then Matt Nagy. I,
0: I, I mean, we're talking about first coach fired. So you gotta you gotta have a dark horse. I think Nagy, I think Nagy and Taylor qualify. I mean, you never know what happens.
2: Nah, because they'll they'll let Taylor get to like if Matt Nagy starts zero and six, he's getting fired. Zach Taylor could start zero six.
0: I think. I mean, Matt Nagy what, did they go nine and seven last year? Eight and eight. I mean.
2: Um, they went eight and eight. Yeah, I mean, like I
1: don't, I don't, I don't know. And these a, are dark horses. I think we all think the actual answer, just who would be fired first, is probably Doug Marone or Matt Patricia.
0: Yeah, if we're if we're being who's actually gets fired first, it's a whole different ball of wax. It, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What if Matt um, and the Packers start zero and five, and Aaron Rodgers complains each and every week through those five weeks?
1: I mean, it's possible.
0: This is a tough year to fire guys because it's a shortened off season too. Like, I don't know that like anybody's canning somebody like mid pandemic. You'll see.
1: Yeah, that would be a little weird. Maybe that means the bet is no one gets fired.
0: I would, I would, I would be willing to wager a pretty large sum of money that none of the head coaches in the NFL are fired mid season. In, Wait, a how year, much. Like, in a year like this, I how mean, what, what, what kind
1: of odds are you going to give me? I'm going to give you one to two, one, two to one.
0: Two to one? I'd put a hundred bucks on that. Oh, look at this guy. All right. Well, I mean, like Doug, I mean, like Doug Marone, if the Jaguars are awful, he could definitely get fired.
1: Send Ryan that five dollars from the Trubisky bet, and then right. Ryan, you give me that five dollars, and then send me 95 more.
0: I'm just saying, like, Doug Marone could get fired. That wouldn't be entirely shocking if the Jaguars were just horrible and then she sure lose them. your bet. But I'm, but I'm saying, I don't think any of the – gays could get fired. Flores is not getting fired midseason. Um, none of the coaches, in my opinion, in the AFC West will get fired midseason. I think they will just give Anthony Land the full year. I just think they will. Uh, Zach Taylor is on the list, but nobody else I – mean, I guess Stefanski because the Browns are crazy. But um, I don't think anybody in the – Dan Quinn could get fired midseason if, if they come out really slow. I don't think anybody in the NFC East is getting fired. So you have three new, uh, three new coaches and then Doug Peterson. Um, NFC North, I would be really surprised if Zimmer got fired, but you, you know, certainly Nagy and, and Patricia get canned. And then I don't think anybody in the NFC West is getting fired. So I, I, just, think, I just think it's a tough year to do it. Like are you really going to fire somebody when like, there, there's a potential second wave of a, of a pandemic coming? Like, we don't know if there's going to be football. Who's firing their head coach?
1: Matt, Patricia, the Lions have a week five bye. Realistic chance they're 0-4 going into that bye. You think he gets fired if that happens?
2: Possibly. I think they give him the full season. You just answered your own question. Who's going to get fired in the middle of pandemic? Matt Patricia? Possibly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? All right, let's move on to the next question. Will Brinson is my hero, right? Oh, is this is your burner account again. How many questions do you ask Brinson? I've been listening to this podcast for about a year. A lot. Preach. I am a big fan of this podcast and love listening to the banner that goes back and forth and miss the frequency of fun facts minus Sean name wrong. I love it. I'm a Browns fan, so my question is: What are your thoughts on Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski as a GM and head coach combination? Is this another duo that'll be gone in two years, where they create continuity for years to come? If ever in Maine, should try Baselli Brothers Brewery. They also have a winery and distillery next door to meet all your needs. Thank you it's for Bissell. that recommendation. What's that?
2: Basell. You read it wrong. Basell Brothers.
0: Oh, did I did I read that wrong or did? Oh, uh, Basell Brothers. You're right. Sorry.
2: Tony brothers.
0: Have <laughs> like, you have you have you been there, Ryan?
2: I have not, but I wanted to make sure you got it right in case someone was going to go. I have been to Portland, Maine. I lived in Boston for for three or four years. Is it, is it
1: pronounced Bissell? It's not Baselli. It looks like Bissell. No, I've, it's I have a friend. Bissell is is how. Okay, maybe it's Bissell Brothers. That actually sounds better, but it's not Baselli. That's what
2: I was. These wanting. beers like outstanding. Where is it in Maine?
0: Uh, it is
2: Port- Portland. Portland. Portland is one of the most underrated towns. In the country, not Portland, Oregon, which is a great town from what I've heard, but Portland, Maine is awesome. So it's just over the border from Boston. You go through a little part of New Hampshire there. It's great.
0: The so, beers up in the Northeast are just outstanding. Like beer up in the Northeast is so good. They have, a, they, they have the, they obviously the, yeah, Northeast hazy pale, hazy IPAs is like where it sort of came from. And, and they are, uh, they are, I love some haze. Yeah. Man, Robinson, they have, they
1: have 27,000 followers on Twitter. You need to tag them, tell them you talked about them. Yeah. then be like, if you guys want to ship some, I wouldn't be averse to that. Yeah, that's your M.O. anyway. Yeah, pull the old Brinson charm, man.
0: Duh. Uh, what was this? oh, the Browns. <laughs> what do you think about the Browns, guys?
1: <laughs> on paper, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski
2: look fantastic. I think Stefanski leans on the run game, so that's great news for Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But uh it starts with the man up top there. I'm not talking about baby Jesus. I'm talking about uh, Jimmy Haslam, who – is very impatient when it comes to coaches and general managers. What are you smiling about? Hold on. Me? Who's smiling?
1: Yeah, so... Keep talking. Uh, uh, so, Wilson, no, I agree with that. And I, here's the thing about the Browns, and the weirdest part to this is that, like, Jimmy Haslam has to have some patience eventually. He has to just say, all right, I can't just keep firing people. Uh, this isn't some sort of... This isn't the office. This isn't some sort of sitcom, even though it sometimes feels like that. But I think the weirdest thing about Kevin Stepansky is that I'm not sure he is in love with Baker Mayfield. You kind of look at what they've done this offseason. He brought in Case Keenum. That's the guy who took him to an NFC title game when they were both in Minnesota. Uh, also, I think someone reported that the Browns were the only other team that contacted Cam Newton. So literally, Stefanski's got this wandering eye out there, which just tells me that he is not sold on Baker Mayfield. And so I think that will be an interesting thing to watch. Because uh, you know you got to convince the owner if you want to get rid of your your the, your stud quarterback that you get just drafted. I know we've talked about how this is a big year for Baker, and obviously it is. Uh But I do think that Stefanski will outlast. Uh, he'll be there twice as long as any other coach has been there for the past decade. Would be my guess. So four years, not a high bar. Yeah,
2: four years—that's a long time for a, a Browns head coach. But I think, uh, to your point—I think you're right. Um I'm not so much concerned about them bringing in Case Keenum. That's just sort of a lot of things coaches bring in guys they're comfortable with. Uh, Andrew Barry, I think, on paper, looks fantastic. Um, he was with the Eagles for a while. He did a great job there. He was with the Browns previously. Um, reportedly did a good job there. But, again, Jimmy Haslam can't control himself when it comes to clearing clearing, um, clearing house. So, hopefully, Andrew Barry and Kevin Savansky have more room to do what they need to do. We will see. I thought their draft was really good. But they've had actually good draft classes. It's just been translating that to the field and, and doing things like issuing a, um, as Jason Lock and Ford reported back in 2014, um, getting a report that told them to take Teddy Bridgewater. So they, they traded up and took Johnny Manziel, um, you know, doing things that didn't make a ton of sense and, you know, inevitably blowing up in their face. So on paper, it looks great.
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem is that, and thank you, my son, one of the TV cut on that, um, Jimmy Haslam's just impatient, and he just won't let his football guys do what they need to do, and he won't get out of the way. And every time they hire a new GM and a new head coach, he acts like he's going to get out of the way and let them do that. And then every time, it doesn't happen. So for me, I, I will buy into the idea that those two guys can produce a competent football team. Water on my nose. But I don't buy into the idea that Jimmy Haslam will somehow manage to stay out of the way. Like, I think That's Jimmy fine. Haslam...
2: What? I mentioned um, passing on Teddy Bridgewater and taking John Manziel. The other, the other example I wanted to mention last year: Freddie Kitchens. They hired him.
0: Yeah. I Somebody. I, I mean, John Dorsey was going to win GM of the year like a year ago, and he's already been fired. Like, there's just no patience. Jimmy has them by all accounts, everything you hear about him, he lets people get in his ear, and he and he's quick to like allow people to do that. So he's quick to like give them personal power, like he's quick to allow them to influence him and it just creates bad situations so i would probably take a wait and see approach with with uh with the browns at all at all points in all turns if it's me analyzing cleveland all right let's take a quick break so i can tweet at the bissell brothers bissell brothers come back we'll finish up some mailbag questions Okay. R oh boy. Warznik? I think I got that right?
1: It sounded like you're trying to read for the first time.
0: <laughs> How would you pronounce it? Can you see it?
1: Me? Uh I would pronounce it Orznick. Oh, or- well
3: who's that um UFC fighter that won over the weekend? Rose, what's her name?
0: Orznick? I mean, or- why would you do that to me, Debo? How did I say it? We <laughs> laughing on I, I said uh what was her name? It was um Oh, uh, what was uh, it? What was it? Uh, Rose Namajunas. Is that right? Probably not. Oh, Rose. I think the Ajunas? jet is
3: more like a Y. Namajunas.
0: Uh, Namajunas. Okay. All right.
3: Sounds, that sounds better.
0: Anyway, uh, R. Woznarik says, which players who have played three seasons or less have the best chance of making it into the hall of fame. I'll start you off. With Patrick Mahomes Why don't we do a draft And just see how long we can go Before we run out of names Or somebody says Someone's stupid um, uh, Wilson I'll let you go
2: Patrick Mahomes Has been taken first Right
1: Yeah
0: Well we're not Mahomes is already off the board He's
1: off the board Wilson Alright I'm gonna take
2: ugh,
0: Deshaun Watson That's a good choice Am I uh, next I guess you can go next Breach
1: Are we doing a snake draft
0: <laughs> It doesn't matter yeah. Just, just circles Yeah <laughs> No, no, no snake, no snakes.
1: I'll do uh Christian McCaffrey. Oh. oh, dang it. Well, I'll take Lamar Jackson. Dang it.
2: All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna get crazy here. I'm gonna take Chase Young.
1: All right. I mean that is well, in that case, I'm taking Joe Burrow. Well, that's that's a
2: slam dunk on yourself. Play the music. What? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow Hall of Fame
1: okay I, Debo clip this and we'll play it back in 15 years at Joe Burrow's Hall of Fame induction for that podcast and I get to just dunk all over them it's gonna be great
3: I will let you dunk on me literally Joe okay. Burrow's only playing 10 years in the NFL I don't no. know
1: He's, you win 10 Super Bowls there's not much to play for after that
3: all right fair
2: enough
0: <laughs> uh, well if you uh, Susan, am I up yeah. yeah I'll say Alvin Kamara
2: Ew, that's a, that's, that's,
0: yeah, I don't know. All right. Really? If Christian McCaffrey qualifies, Evan Kamara qualifies.
2: I think Christian McCaffrey's better.
0: Yeah. I do too. But I think they're both very good.
2: Yeah, but the thing with running backs is, you, how long are you going to play? So that's, that's the, the All right,
0: from. fine, fine. Do me a minute.
1: I'll, nope, we'll, you know, nope, nope. You took it. That's not, we said we're going to go to a bad one. That's not bad. Oh, oh yes.
2: Okay. That's good. All right. All I'm right. up. Yeah. Quentin Nelson. Oh, that's what that was good. That's
1: I was going to do. I didn't want that's to Go back. That was <laughs> a sneaky good one. Um, I'm going to take T.J. Watt.
2: That's I was thinking about it again. Longevity, but I mean,
0: it's hard to hate on it.
1: What if both yeah. Watt brothers go in the Hall of Fame at the same time?
0: Uh, I will. Um, I will say Miles Garrett. Yeesh. I mean he has 30 and a half sacks in 3 years he skipped less half a season to a... well
2: cuz they they say off field doesn't matter but on field does. He actually swung a helmet at somebody.
0: Yeah, that man, people people were over that by the time they saw Mason Rudolph play his fifth game of the season. That might be true. I love Mason Rudolph. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Wilson, you're up.
2: All right, you okay with Miles Garrett? Yeah. Reach. He's 30 and a half sacks. All, right, Are you get... all serious? No, I'm worried about the on-field stuff, not the the production. The production's there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fine. Okay.
2: Oh boy, I might need to phone a friend here.
1: <laughs>
2: you phone Debo. What'd you say? You phone Debo. Phone Debo. All right, I'll go with Trey White, Tredarius White. That's him. He's the second best cornerback in the league right now. I think you could argue. Hmm.
1: Uh, I am going to go with Nick Bosa.
0: Oh, that was what I was going to go with. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: Take that, Brenton.
0: Um, I'll I'll say, uh, Kyler Murray.
2: Yeah. You have to go with Kyler there. Yep. I don't know if it'll happen, but I mean, you're you're, you know, we're getting thin here. (laughs) Sure. All right. I'm going to go with my guy, Mickey Fitzpatrick.
1: Oh, that's where I was going next. Well, I can't believe you just stole him from me, man. That is dirty.
0: I we should have per- added add Debo to this draft too. Like,
1: yeah. um, wow. Okay. I'll tell you who I'm not going to pick. That's Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> He's off the list. That's the Sean special. Um, but I will take, you know what? Somebody said Quentin Nelson. I'm going to go with Darius Leonard.
0: Oh, that was the next guy I ah! had pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, I said, uh, Alvin Kamara. I'll yes. also go with Ryan Ramchek. Yes. He's the top five like, offensive lineman in the league right now.
2: Okay. You guys both have both been sleeping. Uh, you missed on a first ballot guy. I did too. I just found his name. Giorgio Kittle, suckers.
0: Oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one.
2: You got yeah. to scroll down a little bit. <laughs> that's a big one. I just won the how, league. how are you, when you say
0: scroll down, are you like looking through
2: drafts? I'm looking through uh career average value.
0: Okay, that's what I did. I sorted by like first three years. But it's the problem is like I got a bunch of guys who are I might maybe I did it wrong, but I got a bunch of guys who are like have played more than three years. All um, right. Um you
1: know, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna give Debo some love here and go with Miles Sanders. No, that's it. We're over. What? Oh no, my last one was gonna be Garrett Bradbury.
0: Uh, that was pretty good. Um, uh, Debo mentioned him and this one guy slacked me, and I would have I would have gone with him too. He's, he was already on my list. But Nick Chubb, I think there's a better chance than Miles Sanders. No, uh, I mean, Debo, what's the ruling on Miles Sanders for the purpose of this game? Yeah, he's good. Oh, get out. Oh, it. keep
3: going then. Good. Game keeps going. Thank you. <laughs>
0: wow. uh, all right, I will go with Tremaine Edmonds. He's athletic.
2: I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He
0: had an awesome year last year. Do you know how old he is? Yeah. He's 22. She's 22.
2: All right. Again, disrespectful, both of you guys. I just got George Kittle. Now I'm getting Jamal Adams.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not as Adams disrespectful Adams. as George Kittle.
2: <laughs> that's why I took George Kittle first.
0: Kittle, the Kittle thing we screwed up. I was just thinking Kittle had been here for like four years. I think, but.
3: Sean just texted me and said Roquan Smith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Roquan Smith is the number seven linebacker on his list. What, what is he doing? Uh, all right, Breach, you're up.
1: Oh man, we're now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know what? I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna go to a tongue of Loa.
0: I feel like these rookies are cheating. What? They said Chase, Chase
2: Young is cheating. Joe Burrow and and two Tua, two is injured, so I think two is some. Joe Burrow is the first overall pick, but I think Chase Young. That's how that was my second round pick. People can let us know what they
0: think about uh about those guys. All right, uh, I'll I double
3: don't dip. Think anyone said Saquon?
1: Oh, yeah,
0: Saquon's a good call. I was thinking Saquon.
2: I mean,
1: Miles Sanders
2: went before Saquon. Breach should be kicked out of the league.
1: No, he plays for the Giants. I was going by how big his numbers he can put up in an offense. Playing for Doug Peterson, who is way better than the ninth best coach, uh, as you guys know, he's going to put up huge numbers. What's Saquon Barkley going to do with Daniel Jones? Hard to say. <laughs> it is hard to say. That's true. That's why I didn't pick him.
0: Um, it's a, am I, I'm confused. Is Debo involved in the game?
1: Oh, now you need Saquon. Oh, yeah. I just wanted
3: to mention that as an omission.
0: Yeah, sort of on my, on my list of guys that, that we'd have gotten to. Oh, um, well, you and uh,
2: Debo want to be on the same team? You can take Saquon.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So this, I, I the, literally had the, the thing queued up with Saquon.
2: Uh huh. And we know you did. I did. Uh, I got two names here. I think, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. That's a good one. I like that one. That was on my list. All right, Breach.
1: Uh, Garrett Bradbury.
2: You're literally doing that now?
1: You're done? Yep. Oh, I you're mean, done. okay. my understanding is that one of the super friends has an engagement. we got to get through the rest of these questions. That's
2: true.
0: Josh Allen. Yeah, bas- no, ju- no Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju's, Juju's worthwhile in there.
2: But, he, you know, he had a terrible year last year. But, yeah, Breach is right. i got to do radio in 14 minutes.
0: I mean, Cortland Sutton could, could, could be a factor. Mark Andrews, I think, is a name that you could keep including there. I mean compare him to George Kittle, and
2: it's he's great, but he's not George Kittle or Travis Kelsey great.
0: Um Devin White? Yeah, you don't know. Okay. All right. That's good enough. AJ hey,
2: right. Brown. Good question. We'll see. That's a great question.
0: Fun question. Uh, okay, let's move along. And yeah, my mom is probably trying to FaceTime me. Like, where are you? Uh Great podcast. I am Gabriel, daily listener from Uruguay. If you're not sure which countries are in UK, no chance you know where Uruguay is. <laughs> By the way, uh, I do uh,
2: know where Uruguay is. Sean's no longer here, but for soccer reasons. Edson Cavani, Forlan, um, Suarez, who likes to bite people back in the hasn't been anyone in a while. So those three guys I do know from Uruguay.
1: And I know where it is because I was looking at going to Argentina at some point in the future, but probably not now because of the pandemic. And Buenos Aires is literally, like, across the bay from Uruguay.
0: Boom. Um, yeah. And he's a Seahawks fan. Really like the Super Friends shows. Is there a real chance for all, all of the NFC West teams to reach the playoffs? This is uh, yeah from Gabriel. It's Boris underscore G
2: on Apple Podcasts. I think that's a good question, too. I think if we're ranking the teams for me, last place are the Rams. I know, I think the Arizona, they're my upstart team, but I think they're a lot of people's upstart team.
0: My team, please. Stop
2: You're our upstart team. I'm second on the upstart list uh, behind you. But I think the Rams are the least likely to do it. But if, you know, like you said, they were at the Super Bowl two years ago. If Sean McVay and Jared Goff get back on track, could be four.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. And obviously, since the divisions were realigned in 2002, it wasn't mathematically possible for all four teams to get in. Now they're expanding the playoffs to have seven teams from each conference. So a division can send every single team to the playoffs. And if you look at all the divisions in the NFC, I I do think that the NFC West absolutely has the best shot. But I think what has to happen is that all four teams have to go three and three in the division Mm. and then get up to probably 11 wins. So you're going to have to go, you know, because if you go nine and seven, you might not get in. Uh, And if all four teams go nine and seven, so I think they would all have to get to 10 wins, which is asking a lot. But I do think that uh, – Ryan thinks the Rams are the weak link. I think the Cardinals are the weak link. But I can see the Cardinals getting to nine wins. So you need all four teams with nine wins or more, say, 13, 12, 11, and 9. I think it's you could possible. Get, you
0: could get an eight-win team in as that final wild card, potentially.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. So the last time I – mean, when was the last time that the last place team in the division went eight and eight?
1: Uh, I think all the NFC – AFC West teams tied at eight and eight in like two thousand eight. Look at breach. breach. Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at like or maybe it was two th- the Tebow year, maybe in two thousand eleven.
0: In two thousand and thirteen, all the NFC West teams were seven and nine or better, and there were three teams with double digit victories. There was a um, seven and nine in two thousand fifteen. I think uh, in the NFC East. I mean, seven and nine could potentially backdoor it. I I think that's probably unlikely, but it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um,
1: man, I don't know. And and, in that 2011 Tebow year, three AFC West teams went eight and eight and one went seven and
0: nine. So that's not getting four teams in the playoffs.
1: No. You got to have,
2: I would say 10% chance. That sounds high.
0: Yeah, that's a 10 to 12% chance. Sounds about right. I mean, and you're just, you're, you're asking, like, you basically have to dominate the entire rest of the NFL.
1: Yeah. And before the divisions realigned, the last time that a division, because there was only three divisions per conference before 2002. And the last time that a team or a division sent four teams to the playoffs was the AFC East in 1998. That's the Jets, Dolphins, Bills, Patriots. And they went twelve and four, ten and six, ten and six, nine and seven, and then you had the Colts, and they're going three and thirteen. So it, that kind of does feel like everyone's going to have to win nine games or more, but probably more to get those wild card slots.
0: All right, uh, yeah, great question though. Uh, Cheetos underscore Jesus asked: Dynasty startup QB or running back? Full PPR dynasty startup. I have Danny Dimes, Breeze, and Rivers at quarterback. At running back, I only have Damian Williams. James Conner and Naheem Hines. Wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Cortland Sutton, and Calvin Ridley. I picked 12 in a rookie. I am, I picked 12. In a rookie, I am one to pick. Should I lock up Kansas City's backfield or go younger quarterback, Burrow or Tua? It's snake quarter, so I wouldn't pick again until 24. Thanks in advance. I love the podcast. So at one for me, unless it is a super flex, where you can start multiple quarterbacks at once. And even if it's super flex, if you have Danny Dimes, Breeze, and Rivers, I am taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with that first overall pick, given who he has at the running back position. That is a no-brainer slam dunk first overall pick. You want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Your wide receivers are really good. You have enough at quarterback to get you by, and you can draft somebody probably in the second round. So while Joe Burrow would be enticing, definitely go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with that first pick, and then hope you get a wide receiver and a quarterback on the on the turn at two and three. Any disagreement from you guys?
1: 100% agree. We never all agree on the same thing. We're doing it.
0: Cool. Uh, and finally, Merlberg! Luff49 asks, love the pick six pod. Why does Azer, that's Adam Azer from Fantasy Football Today, have such awful, terrible, asinine takes, especially when it comes to movies and TV shows? Luff, I cannot explain why.
2: Wait, can I've, you give me an example? I don't know what Azar's takes are on movies and TV shows.
0: Oh, my God. Hold on. just uh,
2: You got seven minutes.
0: Uh, so, Heath Cummings. Yeah. Who, Heath Cummings has a – I don't know if it's pinned. I'm trying to look right now. He has an entire thread dedicated to horrible Adam Azar takes. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to find it right now.
2: Azar feels like he probably leans into that.
0: No. I don't uh, think he does it. Huh. Um, I think he. I think he actually just. He he literally believes the things that he says, but he and,
2: hasn't seen a lot of movies. Correct? I think he. A lot of times I see him tweeting about things he hasn't seen yet, and then complaining about other things.
0: He said he 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 said that he called the Avengers movies Transformers movies the other day. <laughs> that that's
2: something I would do though. I'm not an Avengers person, so, you gotta be better than that.
0: All right. Well, let me. Um,
1: I mean that's that's a red flag though. Perhaps. Uh, if Sean was here, he would have hung up on the podcast at this point. That
0: So oh, here's, would here's call Chris Towers. Here Adam Mazur said, Britney Spears doesn't have one good song. Or no, is that Heath Cummings said that? Uh-oh. No, no, he said, new bad Adam Azer take, comma, Heath Cummings SSR. Britney Spears doesn't have one good song. Brief, that, like
1: brief? to respond? I mean, that's false. That's just patently false. Give me a break! She's got like ten good songs. Can you name three Britney Spears songs, Breach? Are you serious? I went to a Britney Spears concert.
2: I know three of them. Baby, one more time is that what? H- one of H- hit
1: me, baby, one more time is that what you mean? Yeah. Crazy, you know, crazy, criminal, toxic. I'll look at here's uh, here's here's Oops, Adam Major. I did it again. Oh yeah. That I'm a slave for you. That's another one. <laughs> There's a few.
2: All right, you dunked on me. What's the- <laughs> here, is,
0: uh, here is Adam Azure from November twenty second, 2017. Both p- pecan and pumpkin pies suck.
2: Well, what's the first thing?
0: Pecan and pumpkin
2: pies oh, suck. That's, a, that's an absolutely horrible take. I don't like pecans by themselves, but I love – actually, how, uh, do you, how do you pronounce that word? Uh, here, I
0: finally – okay, I finally found pecan. pecan. Pecan.
2: Yeah, that's how I say it too. I didn't want to make Prince feel bad. All right, what else did you find?
0: <laughs> uh, I found the thread, finally. Um, oh, Debo, Debo, did you find it at the same time? Of course you did. Debo yeah, and, and I are in the, no, 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 I found it right before he did. All uh, right, This is November 30th, 2018 is when he posted this. Uh, he said, he said, I realized that I, I failed you all, but I'm going to correct it now. This will be the official thread of enemies or bad opinions. We'll update whenever a new one pops up regularly. Feel free to add your own below. First up, we'll kick it off with some of the classics. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Beer is bad. Pancakes are better than French toast and waffles. Jason Witten is good as a color guy. Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback. Kickers are good in fantasy. Um, He said Creed was a bad movie.
1: Uh, That's a horrible take. My God.
0: Uh, here's one from June 3rd, 2018. I feel like s- saying something that people will flip out about. So here we go. Get Out is incredibly overrated and really shows how bad the state of movies is right now. If that movie, which is not the least bit scary, by the way, got nominated for best pick, we're in trouble.
2: By the uh, way, I think that's telling that Azer's not scared by that movie. It wasn't targeted towards you,
0: Acer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not scary if you're a white guy. <laughs> oh, that was fine. I loved it. Uh, the party, it was great. Azer once said sweet potato casserole is better than mashed potatoes and gravy. Well, hold on to that one. Sweet
2: potato casserole is legit. I don't hate that take. Like do you ever
0: have that, like at Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything? It's delicious, but uh, AstroTiger's great. No,
1: I, I know, I agree with that. That's that's the first take he's had so far. I agree. agree. Adam
0: Adamazer said the Beastie Boys are terrible.
1: That's horrible.
0: That's pretty bad. What is it? I wonder what kind of music he listens. Top to. three Adamazer cereals: one Golden Grams, two <laughs> CTC. Three Life. Wait, well, what's what's two? Yeah, we'll see. PT, Simmons crunch. That's, that's fine. Look and you. then
1: life at three? Life at three. That's insane. Life's not even in the top 50.
2: <laughs> life is also known as cardboard.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first he, he hates the big Lebowski. No, that is I, I could see that. No,
2: said, wow. Whoa, 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 slow down. Why, why would, why do you hate the big Lebowski breach?
1: I, I just got over people quoting it and... Fair it, enough, but the movie itself, just in a vacuum. I, I am not, if I cannot I cannot watch most movies more than like two times. That's oh, on the list. If I can watch it more than two times, it's a good movie.
2: Oh, I see.
1: I, I think it's an average movie. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good.
0: I love it. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, here, Dio's got one more. Raisins are unbeatable. One of the best foods on the planet. I can eat an unlimited amount of raisins. Even you know what? You know That, that take is from
2: 1734 when you just discovered raisins because there was so- <laughs> no sugar or anything.
0: You're like, oh my gosh, raisins. Um, it, ready for another controversial Asia take? The only French fries I look forward to eating or, anymore are sweet potato fries. I'm just not really a big fry guy anymore.
2: Sweet potato fries I like better than regular fries, but like McDonald's fries are some of the best fries on the planet.
0: Yeah. I mean, how can you not like? F- um, okay, it's time for everyone to get mad at me. This is another Asia tweet. I've never seen Avengers, the 2012 one. I'm watching the in now on FX. It's really bad. It's a cli- cliche machine. May as well be a Transformer movies. I've seen this action sequence 15 times before.
2: I don't disagree with that. Actually, I, I probably agree with most of that. I'm not he also
0: a, added, "Superhero movies are not action movies."
2: I don't know what that means. What are they?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Um,
2: let's see. All right, on. do, do one you more. Just feeding
0: me takes. I was said to get out of here while while Ryan's still, um, while Ryan still on video. Oh, uh, Adam Azer said Michael Thomas was not a star until the 2019 season.
2: Tweet at Michael Thomas with that. See what he thinks.
0: Yeah, Adam user once said, Deshaun Watson is not an elite quarterback. That's wrong. Yeah. I don't like the Doors or the Who or Pink Floyd or the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin.
2: All right, Grandpa, fine. <laughs> Turn on the AM. Michael
1: Thomas led the NFL in receptions in 2018. How did he not think he was a star for exactly.
0: 2019?
2: Exactly. It's insane. Man, man, Britney Spears, that's how. My God. I mean,
0: Yeah, like, so, all right, do you guys – do you guys now believe me that Adam Azer is full of bad takes? Yeah,
2: I just hadn't heard them. I didn't doubt you. I just wanted some examples. Well done.
0: He's just, he's just a, he's, Azer is a very different cat, a little bit neurotic and just has a different sensibility. I believe that he was engineered from the future, Terminator 2 style and sent back into the past to deliver bad takes to see how people could handle them.
1: I can't wait until FFT does a podcast where they pull up Brinson's old takes, like Garrett Bradbury, Rookie of the Year, and just go to town. That, that that will be a fun one.
2: I will say this, Breach. You actually selected Garrett Bradbury to go to the Hall of Fame, so your take might be worse than Brinson's now.
0: All right. This That's like my 12-round so, pick. I got story time. Ryan's got radio. Breach's got to go swallow the baby. the baby. Swallow the baby. Thanks, as always, for listening. Thanks for the uh, hook us up on the pod. Uh, nominations.